Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rebecca S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 21st, 2017, and this is our 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are in Chapter 6, Into Action, on page 85. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with, it is easy to let up on the spiritual program, and ends with proper use of the will. Today's readers are Esther S., Kathy F., Carmela G., Lisa B., and Craig F. Our newcomer greeter is Robin S. The reference number for yesterday's Sunday, August 20th, 2017 special edition meeting is 10331-10331. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is, that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 steps of OA. Esther F. Star one to unmute. Sorry about that. I was having te- technical difficulties. Um, I hear you Esther. now, Esther. <laughs> Thank you. This is uh, Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 
Nine, may direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther F. I will now ask Kathy F. to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning, Kathy F., compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in Chapter 6 
into action on page 85. We will be reading and commenting on the first paragraph, which begins with, it is easy to let up on the spiritual program and ends with proper use of the will. I will now ask Carmela G. to read that paragraph for us. Good morning. This is Carmela G. from New York. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service and for allowing me to do service. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. In this, it is the proper use of the will. Well, this is the crux of the matter, as they say. Um, it's very, God makes no errors. It's, it's amusing to me this morning that I'm reading this paragraph because last night I had a sponsee who was getting very irritable and um, wanted to know, oh, does this really happen? And she's early on in program. And yes we can get real squirrely and irritable if we have no connection to our higher power. We will pick up. So we must always stay plugged in. And I would go on diets and say, oh, as soon as I do this, this, and this, I'll be able to be like a normal person. The reality is this. In our disease, that I am a compulsive overeater, I have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. It's twofold. It's been proven. The doctor's opinion talks about this. This is what we're about. We will never, as the book says, be cured. But if we work the program every day, We have a higher power who restore us to sanity. And if we surrender and stay connected and work steps 10, 11, and 12 and immediately do that work, we will be be giving that daily reprieve and the blessing of being able to be neutral around food. This is the gift of program, provided we are willing to work it. Thank you for allowing me to do this service. Thank you, Carmela G. I'm going to take six names for starters of people who would like to Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. Kim G. Kim G. 
Someone, wait a minute, wait a minute. Someone P, who was it? Nicole P. Nicole P. Yes. I heard Vasa O. I, I, I heard Vasa O, but I didn't get the others. Larry. Barbara. Larry, I heard. Larry K, and I need Nancy. one more. Terry A. Barbara. Okay, I think I heard Terry H. And Barbara, I did hear you, but um, I'm Terry A, I think it was. And Terry Barbara, A. I'll put you. Terry A. Barbara, I'm going to put you um, after. We're going to have an announcement after the after Terry, but I'll put your name down, Barbara, and I'm going to stop there. Uh, so, Katie, go right ahead. Sure. Hey, Rebecca, may I be heard? I hear you, Katie G. Hey, guys. Good morning. KG, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and Bulimic, starting my timer. Oh, my goodness. So exciting. So I have a daily reprieve, right? What is a reprieve? It is a stay of execution. And um, for me, it is easy to let up on my spiritual program of action. You know, I was so hot to trot to get recovered because I thought recovered meant that I didn't have to do so much work. It meant I hit the pie in the sky and God was going to give me my stuff and I could rest on my laurels, which is like, look at the work I did, God. Look at the work I did, guys. Here I am, you know, ready for the world. And food is a subtle foe. So what that means is, what that sounds like to me is, oh, you know what? I'm a little unhappy with the way that person acted. But you know what? It's a small resentment, right? And of course, it says in the book, when you have a small resentment, you're fine, right? Not me, man. I never ate over the big stuff. Like I might have eaten two days after, but it's the little stuff. And so what happens is I start getting blocked. And any time I'm blocked from God and a food thought comes in, I'm no longer recovered. I don't have that second thought of, hey, you know what, Katie, that's going to kill you. That is going to kill you, right? And so for me over the years, and I have been in relapse, it has been a, a, a very important God-searching, soul-searching process for me to learn what it means to grow in step 10, 11, and 12. And I have to. Like, how can I best serve you, God? Thy will not mine be done. Like, I continue. I loved hearing everybody sharing about the step they're on yesterday because I continue to look for ways that I am blocked from God. And how can I, how can I help God if I'm blocked? from him um, and so I continue 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 um, I have like I said I'm, I'm committed with my with my program of action I'm committed with my step 10s I'm con- committed with step 11 and I'm committed to being willing to get uncomfortable right and then we have this thing about the will it is a proper use of the will what does that mean well I can carry a, a, you know, a vision of God's will into all of my activities. I am no longer driven by, hey, this is the KDG show. God, give me what I want. That's my will. How can I best serve you, God? How can I best do your will, God? Thy will, not mine, be done. This isn't about getting what I want. And for me, and I'll, I'll wrap up with this, it wasn't about getting recovered so I'm cured and no longer have to do any work. I want to say to you on this line, I love my life today, and I work harder than I've ever worked 
to, to keep it every single day. And it is an honor and a privilege to wake up one more day and do it. And I'm going to keep walking it with you guys shoulder to shoulder with that I pass. Thanks, Katie G. Kim D. G. I wrote D, but I know it's G. <laughs> Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Every day is a day we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. You know, I have to say, I really thought, you know, for many years, and I hear people who call me the same thing that thought, really, 10, 11, and 12 is just a panic button. It's just a 911. You know, I'm only going to do this work when I start to get upset. And here's some warnings. Here's some warnings that if we don't consistently stay tethered to this work, we're going to pick up again. And I used to honestly think that step 10 was, was the nightly review. I, at night, I would do this review, and I would think that was step 10. And just looking back at it logically now, I think to myself, why, if I'm upset at 9 a.m., do I have to wait till 9 p.m. to deal with it? You know, step 10 is that walking around step. I'm going to do this every single day as things come up so that I can live a life of un, being undisturbed. So if I go over that paragraph and use this as a meditation, what am I reminding myself? Every day is a day. Is that my truth? You know, am I doing this just on the, on the, maybe during the week and on the weekends taking, up, taking off? You know, it's, it says I must carry the vision of God's will. Am I carrying God's will today or am I carrying Kim's will into the day? And then into all of my activities. Where am I not asking my higher power in? Because I have to tell you, where I don't ask my higher power in, whether it's the big things I don't trust God with, maybe it's the little things I don't want to bother God with. Those, that's exactly where that mental twist is going to come in and take me down. And I don't know about you guys, but I never got up on a Monday morning like today having a really big binge from Sunday night and thought, whew, I'm good till Thursday. I don't need to binge till Thursday now. Yet how many of us will wake up on a Monday morning and go, wow, I did some step work last night. I don't think I need to do anything till Thursday. It's the same exact concept. Because I'm going to end with this. You know, I really think of myself as Cinderella. You know, at midnight, my dress is going to turn into rags, the groomsmen are going to turn into mice, and my carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin. Every morning, I wake up as an untreated compulsive overeater. But the wonderful thing is if I, since I am not cured, I'm not going to rest on my laurels, and I'm going to do this consistently and constantly, I can stay recovered one day at a time. And that's what my book tells me, and that's what my experience has been the last six and a half years. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Kim G. Nicole P. Hi, good morning. Um, this is Nicole P. of Georgia, and I am a grateful and humbly very grateful uh, recovered compulsive reader from Georgia. Wow, this paragraph. It is easy to let up on my spiritual program of action and rest on my laurels. For me, I I read this sentence and I say, you know, my disease loves when I don't put my program into action. Because it wants me to believe that, you know, you're recovered. That's not true what it says. You are cured, you know. If you walk by that piece of cake, you can eat it. It's fine. And when I go to my higher power, he tells me, no, you can listen to that. You can listen to me. And I choose to listen to my higher power, whom has not only guided me to program, but 
always keeps me honest. And, wow, when I put this program into action, that second sentence, we're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. Subtle. (laughs) Delicately complex. A foe is my enemy. Now, why would I listen to my enemy and consider that anything it says is in my best interest over a higher power that always has my best interest at mind? I think I'll go with the higher power. It was a time where my foe would definitely tell me something and I would believe it to be true. And now that I know better because my mind is clear, I no longer have to listen. That old saying, keep your friends close and your enemies closer, <laughs> that is so true. I I don't take for granted. I must always remember what I'm dealing with. Cunning, baffling, and powerful. And as soon as I forget that, that's when it wins. It's always doing backflips. It's always waiting for me to forget that I am not cured, that, yes, this is something I have to work every single day of my life. And a lot is going on in my life now, but guess what? I'm leaning on program, not on self, not on the foe, because that's what it wants. So I lean on my higher power. I lean on program. I lean on whatever it is that keeps me focused on the prize, which is to live a happy and healthy life. I learned in step one what I am. That's a compulsive reader. And in step ten, I learned who I strive to be. And as I work these steps, it's like, oh, I know who I I know what I am, but I'm learning who I am. Who is Nicole? And the only way that I can continue to discover her is by working this program and doing this every day of my life. And with that, I will pass. Thanks, Nicole P. Vasa O. Thank you, Rebecca, for your service. And good morning, everyone. Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive Veda. Calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. Yes, this is every day of my life. And I've been doing this for many, many, many decades. And that's the only way... It has worked for me, and I'm so grateful that I had found a solution after so many years trying to put the food down. And I remember feeling very, very overwhelmed coming to the program. Um, Abstinence, going to meetings, using the tools, staying, uh, studying the 12 steps, the 12 traditions, I remember saying to myself and my sponsor, I have so many things to do. I have kids to take care of. I have a house. I I don't know if I could do this. And she said to me, do you want to have a freedom from compulsive reading? I said, yes. I don't want to die. So she says, this is what we have to do. And if we do it, it works. If we don't, we don't. I've been there pulling away from the program. I was just too afraid because I have seen many people have come, gone, and some of them have died of my friends, and they never came back. So um, this is it for me. I have been doing this for many years, and 
my focus is really now helping others. That's my code. That's my mission from God. And I remember she said to me, you know, do this one day at a time. And God is going to help you to get through one day at a time with everything, not with just abstinence. And abstinence was the beginning. I couldn't, you know, for me to get from the morning to night without grazing in between meals. I mean, that was a miracle I could make from one meal to the next. And I did it for one day. Thank you, God. And then I did it for another day. And I've done it for 31 years. It's by the grace of God and the help of this book, you know, and working the steps and helping others. And this is my life. It's like having a part-time job. It's so worth it. If you're a newcomer, try it. Don't give up. They told me, try six meetings, Fasa, before you, we return your misery. I felt offended. I'm glad I stayed and listened. Thank you very much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Larry K. Hey, Rebecca. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Good morning, Larry K. Okay. Thanks so much. Um, you know, it, it, these, these paragraphs, you know, it's easy to live up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. You know, our, our laurels are our past victories. And the book continues with a warning. It says, we are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe. We're not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve, contingent or dependent upon this uh, maintenance of, of our spiritual condition. So, you know, for me today, what, what's different today than when I first came into program? One, I, I worked the practical program of action in sequence. I began to change. The whole process here is about change. And one of the ways that I changed is God removed, eradicated, driven out. He, he drove out this obsession to compulsively overeat. So it's gone. So I'm not battling anymore with that. Now, I can't judge anyone else. I, I don't stand in judgment of anyone else in this program. I just know what my experience was. Up until that time that that happened to me, I was constantly battling every day, every day to stay out of the food for one more day. How can I divert my attention? Can I immerse myself in program as a diversion so that maybe, just maybe, if I keep my fingers crossed, hold my breath, spin around three times, whatever it is, that somehow the magic will happen for one more day. That is not what I have today by the grace of God. So I don't believe in a, in a punishing higher power. What this was for me was, was mercy. It was a merciful higher power that gave me this, that brought me to this state, this state of change where the obsession was driven out. And then I knew. And, you know, the thing about this, this program for me is it's all experiential. We could talk about it every day, and you might say, yeah, that, you know, that person really articulated in a way that I understand better. But your understanding better won't bring you to this state, this recovered state, unless you do the work. And step 10 is just a continual process. It's nothing. It's no hocus pocus. My days, you know, good days, bad days ups, downs, but the obsession was driven out. And yes, I 
I continue to take my personal inventory. And yes, if I'm wrong, I promptly admit it. But it's not that's not what will give me one more day. That that doesn't put the armor on for one more day. God it drove the obsession out for me. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. And with that I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry K. Harry A. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I hear you, Terry. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for your service, and good morning, everyone. This is Terry A., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from the Chicago area. Um, This sentence, it is easy to let up on our spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Um, Picking that up, to rest on my laurels means that I am going to sit here feeling comfortable with where I am today because I've been successful in the past. Um, and then it says, we are headed for trouble if we do. Um, to me, this paragraph, this step is vital. This, to me, is the hinge step. I'm either going to swing into the action of continuing with these steps, or I'm going to swing back and wind up back in the insanity. The first question I ask people when they tell me that they ate um, then they went, that they went back to the food as I asked them, how are your step tens? Um, if we're headed for trouble, if we do, it means that I'm swinging back into the insanity. I'm going back to the food, which means I am going to be right back into the bedevilment and in a big way. Um, when I read this paragraph, I cannot separate it from the paragraph immediately below, above where there's this key phrase, safe and protected. When I work these steps, I'm keeping myself safe and protected from that insanity. In fact, um, I cannot read that paragraph without looking at page 59 where it says, half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his care and protection with complete abandon. And how did we do that? We took these steps. So here, right at the beginning of the whole list of steps on page 59, it says, we asked his protection with care and abandon. And how did we get care, his protection and care? With the steps. And here, in, in, in step 10, is the other side of that bookend. We are safe and protected when we work these steps. To me, that's the safety zone, is between those two bookends, between those two towers of principles of this program. I am safe and protected. I am in his care and protection when I don't rest on my laurels, when I stay in active action on these steps, one through nine, each and every day of my life. For me, this is vital. This is vital or I'm going to be back. And I don't just go back to where I was when I stopped eating. It's as though I'd been eating all along. I go back to where I would have been had I never stopped because that's the progression of this disease. This is my experience. So grateful to all of you. Last week was my one-year anniversary in vision and recovery, and I'm just so grateful to everyone on this line. Um, I hope you have a good day, and thank you for letting me share. I pass. Happy anniversary, Terry A. Thank you. It's time for an announcement from Devola S. Take it away, Devola. 
Thank you, Rebecca. Good morning. This is Devora S. Recovered from New Jersey. I am excited to tell you that I will be at the Vision for You Big Book Convention in Newark, New Jersey in September. There is still time left to make your reservation. The deadline is this Thursday, August 24th. Experience the power of the big book. It will be explosive and full of energy. Ignite your recovery with a bang at this big book convention held this year, September 15th through the 17th in Newark, New Jersey. We are offering you, we are offering you the keys to jumpstart and spark your program. This experience will help you soar and take your recovery to the next level. Meet the voices you hear daily. Meet your sponsor. Meet your fellow visionaries. Maybe meet the night sky or girl of your dreams. Let the power of recovery flow through you as we spend hours together in fun, laughter, entertainment, and prayer. Don't wait. Take the next step now. Can you offer a ride to someone in need from your area? Can you perhaps share a room to make it more cost-effective for someone who needs one? Please post what you can on the bulletin board today. Let us know. The deadline, again, is this Thursday, August 24th. Go to the Vision for You website for full details. That's www.avision4you.info. Check the community board for rides, roommates, menus, and more. Remember, Big Book Convention 2017 promises to be dynamite. Be there. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Devorah S. Barbara, is it Barbara E.? Oh, wonderful. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, terrific. I'll start my timer. Great. Um, just as the eclipse is uh, the moon, the sun is going to happen today. My built-in forgetter and my arrogance can eclipse my knowledge that I am a compulsive overeater in recovery, but never cured. I can't do this without you and my sponsors and the face-to-face and this big book impossible I before finding a way I could not imagine telling anyone about my compulsion to overeat but as the saying in the for today book says the great perils of compulsive overeating make sisters and brothers of us all these meetings my face-to-face meetings my sponsors have helped me to look at my character defects honestly and to take positive action to pause, pray, and hopefully think and do the opposite. As I became more aware of these defects, I've also become more accepting of them. And I understand that I have to do service constantly to keep everything in sync. I cannot rely on my laurels. I have to set aside my doubting heart my mean-spirited and patient and self-seeking ways and pray for the guidance, the spirit of love to help me towards kindness and tolerance to others. 
I must immediately, immediately make amends or and or contact my sponsor when these character defects crop up. I went to my face-to-face meeting on Saturday and immediately three of my character defects cropped up and it was a wonderful meeting. The good thing was I was aware of them. The bad thing was I was aware of them, but I had to take action. And one of the actions I had to take was to immediately go out and do something for someone else. Reach out, make phone calls, listen, put the cotton in my mouth and take it out of my ears. This is a wonderful program. It has helped me in so many ways to grow in spirit and love and kindness. And I so look forward to seeing everyone on the 15th. Thank you all for being there and doing service. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy the eclipse in safety. That's it. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. The line is now open for more people to share on this paragraph on 85. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. Janice M. Janice M. I heard Janice M. And there was someone else at the same Could you say it again? Can you hear me? Barbara B. Mary B. Leah M. Okay, I heard Barbara B. Mary Oh, Raquel, I thought it might be you. Wait one second. Let me get this down. Janice M., Raquel E., Barbara B., Mary, was it M.? And then Leah M., I think I heard. I'm not sure if Mary's last initial is M. Why don't we go with uh, C. Janice M., go right ahead, and everybody else can mute, please. Well, good morning to you, Rebecca Epps. This is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, um, with this step 10, you know, people say, ah, no, I don't really have to do it. Well, let me tell you from my experience, maybe not yours, but this was my experience, so I'm not going to convince anybody, but this is how I relapsed because, you know, I said it's easy to let up. Well, it's natural. You know, that means it's natural for me to let up on my spiritual program, you know, because alcohol for me, my substances, my trigger substances for food is a subtle fog. Now, what does that mean to me? Subtle means, you know, you can't, it's it's like a, like a hidden, it comes in when you least expect it. And then we become, I became off the beam. And I'll tell you what things made this possible. I let up on the 10th step. I said, no, I'll just give it to God, you know, and this all, and all this sort of thing. I know my character defects or whatever. Now, I'll tell you some of the things that happened to me before the food was picked up or I got progressively worse with my character defects. First of all, I forgot. I forgot, I forgot that I am an elk, I am a compulsive overeater. So complacency, complacency lowered my God into resentments and tolerance. So see the subtle fall, it doesn't come like you pick up the food and you say, geez, I don't know how that happened. Everything's going good in my life. And some other things that happened that I was off 
the being. I became a little cocky. I became cocky over AA success, not my success. You know, uh, I thought it was my success. Of course it wasn't. I ceased to have real deep contact with my higher power. I started to lose interest. I didn't have time, you know. God, I don't have time now. I did this. I did some service. I don't have time for new members. This is my, this is real. This is what happened to me, you know. And um, sometimes I expected praise, and I didn't get it. So these are the subtle foes that came into my life. I started, and the biggest thing was start meeting, meet, uh, start, start missing OA meetings. Number one, I used to ask people after I got recovered, what's the one thing? Well, I stopped going to meetings. Oh, yeah? Oh, all right. So you're all cured. And then, of course, when I stopped really studying this big book, these these are the positions that I was off the beam, and then the food followed. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks, Janice M. Raquel E. Hello. Hello, our dear Rebecca, and hi to all my family there. I'm calling from the Boston area at this time. I'm so excited to listen to everybody on this paragraph and to be here. And uh, I am in mourning about my brother, and I came here to get my children's uh, love and support, and I'm getting doses of it. And I'm going to meetings that I, I can lay my hands on. I went to, went to an Elanon meeting yesterday. But going back to our paragraph, and to feel so at home, at any any meeting that is AA-generated, that have the people from all walks of life and all parts of the world that feel family, who else understands us? Who else hugs us the way that we hug each other? May it continue forever. So I want to relate to the words um, um, uh, daily reprieve because they mean so much to me, and because I am, uh, I, and because yesterday at the meeting I went to, there was an AA meeting right next door, a big AA meeting, and because I was able to take a granddaughter with me who needed it, and she wanted to come on her own, and wonderful, wonderful things happened, but I wanted to buy a big book in English. I packed so hastily that I only brought with me the Hebrew version, and I was given a book. I asked, oh, we don't sell, but take this one. I wanted her to have it. Incredible. What about the daily reprieve? In every Hebrew translation, it just riles me. It says, we have translates as relief. For me, I had to go and look up what this reprieve means. And here's what I came up with. It's a postponement of a death sentence. You know what, you guys? It's like I'm being told that I should go to the electric chair, but there's no electricity today. So, honey, we'll see about tomorrow. And let's see what you can do today. To, to to keep on growing, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll reconsider your case. But that's what it is, and I found a proper Hebrew translation for it. And when I talk to people, this is what I present. And my image, uh, dear Rebecca, I forgot to put my timer on in all this excitement, so please stop me. I'm not sure it'll help you, but try. So for me, the image I see is 
for the daily reprieve is that I'm holding a crystal vase in my hands and I'm dropping it to the floor in order to pick up what? What? What is that thing that is in my hand that is going to give me what God cannot? I just speak to it. You know, the times that I, thank goodness I had the celebration yesterday, eight years, eight months, and eight days. What a number, you know. Um, I hear the clapping. It's okay. But that's just the smallest detail. I'm in a house now where they eat pizza for breakfast. Hi, you know? Markel. Yes, and I have my food. I love you all. I'm not going to drop my crystal vase in order to pick up none of this. But that's only the beginning. It's the foot in the door. Now let's see about the resentments. Let's see about when I don't get my way. Let's see how I continue this while I'm in deep mourning and be excited about all the friends around here. I haven't called everybody yet from this area that I know and that I speak with or I don't and just hear you each day. Thank you very, very much, and really, thank you, Bill W. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Thank you, all the first hundred, and thank you all who are on the line, and I pass. Thank you, Raquel E. Barbara B. Thank you. This is Barbara B. I'm a recovered compulsive reader in Massachusetts. There's so much in here to look at, but I want to focus on Uh, the closing sentences. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. I didn't get that for a long time. Thank God for the sponsor who really pointed out, you know, willpower is not a dirty word because coming to the program, I thought, I've got to give up my will, God's will. You know, look at all that I put in the willpower to maintain myself in my life as an active food addict compulsive overeater but to see that i could take as she said all of that willpower and put it to what i am learning more and more to see god's will for me and to get into as it says that spiritual program of action to me spirituality was the step 11 i pray i meditate it wasn't a spiritual program of action. And as I was led to see, you know, God's will for me is to be abstinent, sane, and useful. So that proper use of the will, that will, that ferocious will to get food, hide it, do whatever I had to do, to change the world, to control everybody, all of that will can now be attached to God's will, which I continue to see more and more and to serve and to be useful. The proper use of the will. I don't have to give up the willpower. It has more power, a different kind of power, not self-generated. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Barbara B. Mary B. Good morning. Good morning, Rebecca. Can you hear me? I hear you, Mary B. Good morning. Okay, honey. Good morning. I'm going to set a timer. Hi, everyone. Oh, I love you guys. Gosh, I love you guys. This is Mary B., compulsive eater, food addict, gratefully recovered in Central California. And here's a saying from past years in program that I haven't heard for a while. doesn't mean it isn't being said here and there, but I haven't heard it for a while. And that is, when all else fails, follow directions. 
And I am a great one for receiving something new, a new package of something and trying to tear into it and figure out how to open it and do it my way and getting into trouble and finally picking up and reading the directions. I recently had to assemble a new vacuum cleaner and I had parts everywhere. Well, I knew what the thing looked like, so of course I could put it together. But I had to eventually pick up the directions and read them. And today I have a working vacuum cleaner. Well, I could get away with that with some things. And some things I didn't. I would ruin it and have to discard it. But mostly I would get away with it. Eventually I read the directions. But with this program, I can't do that. I tried. And where the book tells me if I do that, I will pick up again. And I can tell you that's true. I proved that. Well, I came to uh, Vision for You about three years ago, not out of desperation, not because I had to lose weight. There was absolutely nothing missing in my program. I came to Vision for You because out of curiosity, I called in and I heard something that I have not heard for a long, long time in program. And I came for this very program, uh, uh, paragraph that we read today to continue, to deepen, to strengthen my program, my spiritual life. And the only way I know to do that is exactly the way I got here in the first place is through these 12 steps. Thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Thank you for your shares. And I really look forward to seeing all of you next month in New Jersey. Thank you, Mary B. Leah M. Thank you very much, Becca. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. You know, if listening this morning or just listening in general to this part of the book makes it seem that it's a lifetime occupation uh, to stay in recovery, you are correct. (laughs) You're right. It is a lifetime occupation um, because people like me, real compulsive overeaters, can only coast downhill. Um, You know, and though uh, the truth is, although when you're new, you know, it seems it's hard to come here, it's a difficult journey to get here, to muster up enough, uh, you know, ego deflation to, to submit to this process, I will tell you, you know, the honest truth, it's harder to stay here. Um... You know, when you have countdowns, whether it's in AA or Overeaters Anonymous, the real truth is that most people don't stay here. Uh, Sadly, a lot of people don't even get started in Overeaters Anonymous, and that that is sad. That is sad. Um, But most people don't stay. And it's not because it doesn't work. It's not because it's still not true that rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. It's that people like me, real compulsive overeaters, will not do the things that are necessary to make this thing work and to keep at it. 
because it doesn't always get easier. It just continues to be necessary for compulsive overeaters of my type. As hard as it is to come here, it's harder to stay. Um, I came here because I don't want to die, didn't want to die, and I don't want to live the way I once lived um, because my life was absent of any quality of life. Um, but, you know, life gets big. <laughs> Thank God uh, there are gifts of recovery. And, um, you know, it takes concerted effort and commitment and dedication and perseverance to continue to apply uh, steps 10, 11, and 12 um, in, in a daily life. You know, but the reality is that my mind needs relief, and it's either going to be through the steps, through prayer and meditation, or food. That's it. That's a reality for someone like me. When I become restless, irritable, and discontent, and it's infrequent today in my life, thank you, God, that has to be alleviated. And if I don't find a way to alleviate it by implementing step 10, 11, and 12, I will do what I always used to do, and that is medicate. And so that is my reality. I know who and what I am today, and I know deep in my gut that freedom isn't free. But I am so grateful that there is a path to follow, that there is a fellowship to be among, and uh, grateful for a relationship with a power that can do for me what I could never do for myself. But I do have a responsibility in that, in my recovery. And it's day in and it's day out. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Raya. You know, there's only two minutes left to share. So rather than opening the line, I think I'm going to just take those two minutes. It's Rebecca F. from Connecticut. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And um, I so appreciate the opportunity to um, moderate this first hour and to hear and be present and witness everybody's sharing. Um, two things come to mind in the, well, a million things are coming to mind in the paragraph, but one is, um, as Raquel said, the definition of daily reprieve, uh, a cancellation or postponement of a punishment, especially from a death sentence. And I didn't know that's what the definition of reprieve was, but, you know, I believe that this um, disease was killing me. And that if I go back to the food, it is a life or death matter. It's going to kill me. So um, I have a daily um, postponement or cancellation of a death sentence. And that's a pretty uh, strong motivator. And uh, once my head was clear and my body was clear and I was able to work these steps, I, I can see that now. I couldn't see it when I was in the food. And uh, the second thing that I want to mention is that the word will is in this paragraph four times. And I was thinking about how it takes willingness. And uh, somehow I've been granted the willingness by doing the work. It it isn't from within me. Trust me. I'm another bozo on the bus who likes to pig out, okay? Okay. But somehow I've been given the will to just keep plugging along and doing this work. I I had a program dream last night. I used to have food dreams. Now I dream about talking to people about 
about program. It's amazing. And um, let's see how much time I have. Oh, I'm almost out. So the last thing I just want to say is that by putting my butt in the seat and stepping up to the plate to do a service, even though it's awkward and uncomfortable and I might screw up, I'm telling you that made the difference for me. And I encourage all of you to um, step up to the plate, even if it's, um, you know, something's blocking you. If you're able to, do it, because I really think that's made the difference for me. And with that, I'll pass. And um, now it's time to wrap up the meeting. And so I want to thank everyone for your participation in this meeting and for the opportunity to be of service. The reference number for this meeting, Monday, August 21st, 2017, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 10334-10334. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Lisa B. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only to the end of the page. Good morning. This is Lisa B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.